God rest ye merry gentlemen, let nothing you dismay. Remember Christ our Savior was born upon this day to save us all from Satan's power when we were gone astray. Oh, tidings, of tidings of comfort and joy indeed. Greetings, saints, sinners, believers, unbelievers. Greetings, fellow mourners, fellow grievers, and sufferers. This is a crossover podcast. What I mean by that is it will appear on both the Alpha Ministries podcast and the Men of Sorrows Finding Joy podcast. Both will be listed in the show notes. Men of Sorrows Finding Joy is a podcast that I dedicated to help men express and share their story, share their grief, their mourning, and the Alpha Ministries podcast is a ministry is a ministry of Alpha Ministries an outreach of Alpha Ministries. So I wanted to post this particular episode on both because it's a it's a Christmas message. It's a message of hope and peace and joy. And the title, are you listening to the angels? is not unique with me. I, I Wayne Momblo, who who has a radio show called Let's Talk About Jesus, I believe it's still on up in the metropolitan area. He he's lives in New Jersey. He, I think, wrote a pamphlet years ago called Are You Listening to the Angels? Back in the 1900s, he wrote Are You Listening to the Angels? And it had to do with the angels, the first words out of their mouths most of the time was do not be afraid fear not so are we listening to the angels and are we finding hope peace and joy are we drawing near to God no longer a slave to fear now I know that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom but yes it's the beginning Christ is the end of the law for righteousness for all who believe. It is the beginning of wisdom, and I think we all have to start somewhere in our walk with God, and fearing Him is usually a process, is usually part of the process, but that fear gives way to, to hope and intimacy with God where we draw near to God with hearts full of assurance. And Romans chapter 8 says, we're no longer a slave again to fear. Right? We're no longer a slave to get, again to fear. And First John tells us that perfect love casts out all fear. There's an awe of God because in God, in and through him, all things hold together. And he is before all things, in all things, through all things. So what we're going to do this morning is we're going to look at the visitations. There's, there's 18 or so, or 20, there's about 18 to 20, I think, of visitations of angels in the scriptures. We're only going to look at the ones surrounding the birth of Jesus Christ. But in almost every one of those visitations, the angels say, do not be afraid, or fear not, or do not be afraid. And that's what we're after this morning. In the book of Titus, Paul opens up the scriptures 
And, he, and there was something that really caught my eye this morning that kind of led to doing this podcast as a Christmas Eve episode. He says, Paul, a servant of God and an apostle of Jesus Christ for the faith of God's people and the knowledge of the truth that leads to godliness, a faith and knowledge resting on the hope of eternal life. The hope of eternal life. I never realized how glorious and beautiful, how, how this is the greatest hope we could ever have of eternal life until I lost my son, someone that I loved with all of my heart. And that hope wasn't there right away. I was in the depths of despair, agony, um, the dark night of the soul. My faith was shaken, but the hope is here. It's, it's very much alive in my heart today. It's a process, but that hope of eternal life, Paul says that everything rests on that. So Jesus Christ came, and it says in, in 1 Timothy that he brought life and immortality to light. One of the missions of Jesus Christ as our Savior was that he was going to bring the fact that, hey, there is beyond this physical life, there is this place, this paradise called the kingdom of God that we have. We have eternal life. Now, eternal life not only is talking about life after death. It's talking about the quality of life now the quality of life that we have and the relationship that we have with God in Jesus Christ. Eternal life is about that quality. And as we read through the visitations, I want us to keep in mind that God absolutely can be trusted. And the healing that he's brought into my life and our family's life. I, I am eternally grateful because there's times you feel like you're down for the count and you're never going to get up. And God brings resurrection life, the quality of life, the eternal life. Now, the first visitation that we're going to look at surrounds the, the gospel and the gospel of Luke surrounds the birth of John the Baptist. And that was, there, there was this angelic activity and part of the Christmas story really is that announcement as well. And there's a really cool song called um, Elizabeth. I forget who, I forget who sings it, but it, there's a song, if you search it, it's called Elizabeth and it's about the birth of John the Baptist and it's a Christmas song. It ties it all together quite nicely. Um, so Zachariah and Elizabeth, that they were, Elizabeth was barren. And in those days, that was considered a, a great curse to be barren. Children were a blessing. Um, women had a lot of their worth came from, from having children and giving birth. The lineage of the family, the, the continuation of the family 
for the patriarchs was very important. So being barren was, was a curse. And so we have Zechariah. They were very old. It seems that they had given up. And in Luke chapter 1, verse 11, the angel comes to Zechariah while he's performing his priestly duty in the temple. And the angel of the Lord <clears throat> says to Zechariah, Do not be afraid, Zechariah. Your prayer has been heard. Your wife, Elizabeth, will bear you a son, and you are to call him John. And he tells Zechariah all about John and what John's going to do. And Zechariah answers, How can I be sure of this? I am an old man, and my wife is well along in years. And the angel says to him, I am Gabriel. I stand in the presence of God, and I have been sent to speak to you and to tell you this good news. And you will be silent, not able to speak until this day happens, because you did not believe my words, which will come true in their appointed time. So there's, there's three things I want to look at, which is really, first of all, what we've been saying. The angel tells him, do not be afraid, Zechariah. Your prayer has been heard. Often we say, you know, God didn't hear our prayers. God always hears our prayers. He just doesn't obey our prayers. That's what we're really saying. When we're saying God didn't hear my prayer, we're saying God didn't obey my prayers. He didn't do what I want. And there's a whole, we're not going to go down that rabbit hole of prayer. I was just tempted to do it, folks. I was just tempted to go down. So do not be afraid. Your prayer has been answered. And when Zechariah, I don't know if, like, the, we can't tell really what the context was, but he's, he's doubting it. He's asking the angel, how can I be sure of this? My wife is well along in years. Was he angry? Was he bitter? Was he saying, hey, I prayed for this forever. Why now? Or whatever it was, he questioned the angel. He wanted reassurance. And the angel said, I am Gabriel, and I love this. He says, I stand, stand, present tense, right now, in the presence of God. He didn't say, I was standing in the presence of God, and I came to earth. Um, I was just with God, and I'm coming to give you this message. He said that I stand in the presence of God. The presence of God, God is omnipresence. He's everywhere and not there at the same time. I mean, he's in all things, through all things, above all things, and in him all things hold together. And we live and move and have our being in God. And Jesus in John 14, 20 says that on that day, and for us that day is when you become aware of, the, of God's presence everywhere in the earth, God's presence in you, and you being in God, Jesus said, in that day, you will know that I am in the Father. You are in me and I am in you. Picture that. Where are you? You're smack dab in the center of God's presence. It's saying that God is in you and that you are in God. And I always give the illustration, take a sponge, put it in the ocean. The ocean is in the sponge, and the sponge is in the ocean. You are in God. God is in you. Christ is in you, the hope of glory, it says in the book of Colossians chapter 1. You are in Christ. You are in the presence of God. And it's that presence. No matter how much pain we're in, take a deep breath and ask God to comfort you. 
but the power of his presence. And then he tells Zechariah, you're going to be quiet. You're not going to be able to speak. I don't think it was punishment. Here's, here's my take on this. You can take it or leave it. So Zechariah was a priest, and if you lose your voice, a priest, he doesn't have much to do. So he had to go home. And he had to be with Elizabeth. <clears throat> he wasn't working. And maybe he thought, oh, Elizabeth, yeah, she's old and all, but she's looking pretty good. <laughs> right? I mean, they had to, in order to have the baby, they had to come together to conceive. John the Baptist, he wasn't, he wasn't an immaculate conception. So God worked supernaturally and worked through them naturally. They, they, he went home and said, oh yeah, Elizabeth, come over here. You're looking pretty good there. And they had a baby. John the Baptist. So we do not need to fear, number one. The second takeaway from that is that we are in the presence of God. We're in his presence. Probably we can't see him right now in our natural state because it would blow us away. We wouldn't be able to function and do what God has called us to do in this life. So we are in his presence. And the third is that God will work supernaturally in our natural lives. He will work supernaturally in our natural lives. He sent John home to be with Elizabeth. And what comes natural was the supernatural as well. So God is working all things together for the good. Now, the next visitation that we have is the visitation of Jesus with Mary. Luke chapter 1, starting in verse 26, in the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel of Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, greetings, you who are highly favored, the Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this may be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever, his kingdom's will never end. So again, now his first word, the angel's first words were not, do not be afraid. They were greetings. You are highly favored. The Lord is with you. That is, that is beautiful. And we're going to look about, we're going to see about God's favor that it rests on us as well. But notice that this troubled Mary, and she wondered what kind of greeting this might be. And then the angel told her, do not be afraid. Mary, you have found favor with God. See, one of the curses that Jesus lifted from us was the curse that we see that goes all the way back to the garden. Adam and Eve ran and they hid. They were afraid. They didn't need to be afraid. Notice God didn't come to get them. 
but they ran and they were afraid, and that's the natural conditioning of mankind. For some reason, and I believe it's a curse, I believe it's lies from the pits of hell, for some reason man's natural state is to be afraid of God, and they see an angry God, and they try to appease an angry God. And God's anger is... We, God's anger is not like our anger. Many of us had angry fathers and we project that onto God. So this whole thing of an angry God, it, I tried serving an angry God. It didn't work for me. God broke through all that and I thank him for that. Eternally grateful. Doesn't mean that the nonsense doesn't try to sneak up and mess with my mind. But no, if an angry God works for you, have at it. But it did not work for me. So fear not. The angels are saying, fear not. God is not who you think he is. And he gives the blessing to Mary. And Mary, you know, there's, there's three ways that we hear from God. One is through the scriptures, but the other is that inner witness. And I have a podcast on the Men of Sorrows podcast about paying attention to that inner witness. The inner witness of eternal life, the inner witness of, of the glory of the Lord. Because Mary, for her to, Richard Rohr talks about this in his Advent devotional. Mary had to have some kind of inner witness and calling of God for her to, Simply accept this. Her final words were, I am the Lord's servant. May your word to me be fulfilled. She had a relationship with the Lord. She had a relationship with God. God was always speaking to man, always reaching out. We have a history of him breaking specifically into history and have it written down in the scriptures with Abraham, beginning with Abraham, speaking and then raising up Israel so that the Messiah could come out of Israel and all nations would be blessed. But God was always speaking. And here's Mary receiving what God is speaking to her, this radical thing. Now, the next visitation is to Joseph. Verse 18, Matthew chapter 1. This is how the birth of Jesus Messiah came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. So Mary had to tell Joseph what the angel told her. Joseph was like, oh, sure. Verse 20, but after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus. He will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet, the virgin will conceive and give birth to a son. And they will call, <clears throat> call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. 
So here, Joseph had some circumstances that he needed, <laughs> that he was afraid of, right? He had, he had circumstances. And God told him, do not be afraid. This is God's will for you. This is God's will for your life. This is God's plan. Do not be afraid. Now, the final visitation that we're going to look at is the shepherds. You might have heard this on Charlie Brown, where Linus quotes this. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Messiah the Lord, Christ the Lord. This will be your sign. You will find a baby wrapped in clothes, lying in a manger. Suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest in heaven and on earth. Peace to those on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord told us about. So here you have the, 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 the shepherds out in the field and the angels appearing to them. And the first things the angel said was, do not be afraid. And I bring you good news, the evangel, great news, great joy. It'll cause great joy for all people. Now, what greater joy right now, my fellow sufferers, you who are in heartache and mourning over the death of a loved one. What greater joy, what greater news is there is you running up to that person and wrapping your arms around them, hugging them, holding them, rejoicing with them, and Jesus right there smiling from ear to ear because that's why he died so that we would have fellowship with him fellowship with one another and we would live in this paradise that it is so hard for our us to wrap our minds around but we then will be fully known just as we will fully know just as we are known all our hopes all of our dreams all of our everything will be answered at that time what greater joy I mean, what greater joy is there to being embraced by Jesus Christ in the kingdom of God and laughing and hugging and rejoicing with your loved one what greater news is there now the takeaway I the, the the angels appearing to the shepherds I just I love 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 this this angelic visit and when they <clears throat> talk about it will be a great bring good news will cause great joy for all people and then he says 
Glory to God in highest in heaven on earth and to peace to those on whom his favor rests. Who, who does his favor rest on? You might think, man, God's favor does not rest on me. And we would think that if we had God's favor, that nothing bad would happen. That's, that's rubbish. That's not true. The salvation, is, the salvation is from all of those things. All those things. If you back up to verse 11, I mean verse 10, the news, the good news is for all people. So on, who does God's favor rest on? All people. All people. All is all. And I am convinced that if God doesn't love me, then he doesn't love anybody else. He doesn't love that guy over there or anybody else because I'm just the same as everybody else and everyone else is the same as me. And if God doesn't love that guy over there, he doesn't love me because I'm the same as that guy over there and he's just the same as me. And I am convinced, and I did never, I didn't believe this many years ago, but I am convinced now more than ever that God loves every human being on the face of the earth. His creation, he made us, he created us, he loves us. He loves us. Think, well, what about those evil, wicked people? God loves them. I don't know how all that's going to be sorted out, and that's not my business. My business is to fear not and then to embrace this good, glorious, beautiful news this Christmas season of the sa Savior. What did he come to save us from? He came to save us from sin and death. He came to give us eternal life. I remember bawling and crying and screaming. And it doesn't make sense, but I said, I didn't want Liam to die. I was saying to, to God. And that presence of God, that Holy Spirit, not an audible voice, sorting it out in my mind and heart, God spoke to me saying, I didn't want him to die either. That's why I gave him eternal life. That's why I gave him eternal life. So I invite you to embrace this Christmas season, the message, fear not. Do not be afraid and really take hold of that hope of eternal life. I don't want it to sound hollow. I don't want it to sound like a cliche that you will see and be reunited with your loved one again. Just not now. Not now. But that hope of eternal life gives us the joy and perseverance to go on so we can listen to the angels and the final announcement to the shepherds in the field God's favor rests on you God's favor rests on your loved one your loved one knows now more than ever in new and wonderful ways how much you really love them your loved one knows the end from the beginning. And your loved one knows that one day you will be together with them in new and wonderful ways. And we need that hope to know that we will be with our loved one in new and wonderful ways. So my prayer for all of us, 
and for myself. I'm speaking, I'm not messing around here. I'm speaking to myself too, is to embrace that hope because that hope, it says in Romans 5, is what gives us the perseverance to go on without our loved one. And that perseverance does not disappoint us. That hope does not disappoint us because God pours out his love into our hearts through the Holy Spirit. Your loved one went home. We are here to love one another. And that's where the life is. Hope, faith, hope, and love. That hope will produce this supernatural love that you have in your hearts for God and his people. Thank you for listening. Um, there's lots of information in the show notes for you to take a look at regarding Men of Sorrows Finding Joy and Alpha Ministries. God bless you. Keep the faith and listen. Listen to and for the angels. Isn't there anyone who knows what Christmas is all about? Sure, Charlie Brown. I can tell you what Christmas is all about. Lights, please. And there were in the same country shepherds, abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them. And the glory of the Lord shone round about them. And they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. That's what Christmas is all about, Charlie Brown. <laughs>